coming up this week on Breaking Badness. Today we discuss No Domain, No Gain, U.S. seizes 27 domains. Next up, let's talk wild turkey about ransomware, liquor company hit with a ransomware attack, and finally, our fun game, Two Truths and a Lie. With that, Breaking Badness is next. Welcome to Breaking Badness, episode number 66, recorded on November 9th, 2020. I'm your co-host Kelsey, good clean pun, LaBelle. With me co-host Chad, four seasons total manscaping, Anderson. And last but not least, Tim, disinformation can go to Hilming. Wow. Welcome everybody, a lot's happened since we, <laughs> we last did this. Yeah, really? I don't know. Hey, something seems special about the episode number. Uh, do you think if somebody was able to hack this episode, does that mean they root 66, Chad? Mm, yeah, <laughs> I think that's good. That's a solid one. <laughs> oh, well played. Um, I think now a new tradition with the podcast is Chad does a ridiculous noise to warm us up. Speaking of being warmed up, Chad, is there something that you want to tell us about your current setup? Yes, my current setup is not only do I have a very fancy microphone, but I also have a very fancy cup of cider. Warmed, delicious. Mm. That's some good stuff. Can't you just taste it? Yeah. Mm. Delicious. I actually can taste the cider, and I find that I'm quite jealous in this moment that I do not have a cup. It's the flavor of, of autumn. Yes. I guess some people would say the, the PSL is the flavor of autumn. Both fantastic with liquor in them. Uh, Absolutely. Better with liquor in them. Yeah. It, <laughs> it sounds like you've tested that recently. Is there any reason one might have been drinking more liquor in the last week? I can't no. think of one. No. Yeah. No. Just the regular know. quarantine amount. Um, yeah. That's the thing. Is I, I was just preparing my liver for this moment. <laughs> It was a it was a long nine every months week, training session. Every week of 2020 is chock full of good reasons to uh, <laughs> enjoy the tasty beverage of your choice. That's true. Yeah, or we're gonna 20. get into some unfortunate news about that though later. So I don't I don't want to spoil. You mean 2020 gonna 2020? Oh, gosh. All right. Well, Tim, I have, I'm have. i going to put you in the hot seat first this week. We're going to switch it up, and we're going to start with our first article, which is no domain, no gain. So the United States has seized 27 domain names that Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, or the IRGC, unlawfully used to further a global covert influence campaign. Now, Tim, is this what people are talking about when they're when they're talking about influencers on social media? I don't know if that's exactly what they're talking about. I I don't know. I wouldn't know the IRGC member uh, who is the biggest influencer on social media, but I do know there was a, a pretty interesting kind of takedown that happened this week. Yeah. Tim, can you can you start from the beginning? What prompted this decisive statement here by the Department of Justice, the old DOJ? Well, of course, I'll start from the beginning. First, the earth cooled, then the dinosaurs came, then some other things happened, and now the U.S. government has indeed 
seize these domains that have been observed as part of an influence campaign. You it's not funny, Kelsey. 100% highlighted exactly what I, I think we're done with this article. I think you've given our audience everything they need to know. Well, technically this. it's true, right? That that is everything I said pretty much covers all of it. <laughs> so, I guess we're done and we just sip Drink our cider? Uh, PSLs and cider. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I'm on a really fast PSL connection right now. That's why you can <laughs> Hear me so well. It's good. Oh, did anybody fall for that? Sorry, that was bad. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> All right. Well, if we back up not quite as far as the dinosaurs, we did impose some sanctions on Iran. You may remember that. You may have heard of that. And they cover a wide range of activities. The IRGC, which you'll often hear referred to just as the Revolutionary Guard, they're a branch of Iran's military. And one of the areas they're involved in is information warfare or disinformation campaigns. And as part of that, they put up any number of fake news outlets that pose as real ones. And by the way, just as an aside, can I mention that one of the major indicators of how screwed up this timeline is is the fact that you have to distinguish between real fake news and fake fake news. Is your mind blown yet? Anyway, four of these <laughs> domains were specifically targeting American audiences and the rest of them were for other regions. And by the way, these are not the only domains that have been seized in a similar way recently. The US snagged 92 other ones just a little while back. Oh my, lots of snagging indeed. Um. So what, there are so many acronyms. So many questions, so many acronyms, (laughs) so little time. (laughs) If I were to sum up InfoSec in a statement, that that would be, that would be one of the statements. That's about it. That's That's about it. (laughs) What is an acronym for acronyms? Thoughts for your thoughts. Um, Well, here's one acronym I'd like to to get into here. Um, What is the International Emergency and Economic Powers Act, aka the IEEPA? The IEPA? The IEPA, if you will. Okay. I'll admit that I had not heard of the IEPA, or at least if I did, I don't remember hearing of it before I read this story. Um, And it goes back to Jimmy Carter. It authorizes the president to declare the existence of an extraordinary and unusual threat to the national security, foreign policy, or economy of the United States that originates in whole or substantial part outside of the United States. Yes, I was kind of quoting the official language of it. Um, And what's key here is it authorizes the U.S. government to seize assets that are tied to the cited threat. And uh, so therefore, in this case, we took these domains based on a disinformation uh, threat to the U.S. I will say the official pronunciation of that is uh, it's closer to the Wally pronunciation is EEPA. <laughs> and then you're good. It's the two E's in there you have to call out. EEPA. <laughs> oh, shoot. Alrighty. Well, another question here. This doesn't involve uh, an acronym, but um, what government agencies were involved in the seizure? I know I mentioned the Justice Department or the Department of Justice, if you will, earlier, but um, did the did the government actually partner with any private organizations or what did that task force look like? Sure, Kelsey. Well, uh, you think this doesn't involve any acronyms, but of course it involves acronyms. So it basically all falls under the Department of Justice, the DOJ, with involvement by the FBI, the uh, Special Prosecution Section and Asset Forfeiture Unit of the U.S. Attorney's Office. 
uh, for Northern California and the counter espionage section of the DOJ's National Security Division. Everybody got that? So uh, key to this seizure is the fact that the domains were registered with U.S.-based registrars and in top-level domains, or TLDs as we call them in the biz, that are run by U.S.-based registries. Uh, this is part of what allowed this to be prosecuted the way it was. And yeah, the, uh, the government was joined by uh, Google, Facebook, and Twitter. You may have heard of them uh, in helping them uh, take care of this problem. This uh, the counter espionage thing always reminds me of this hilarious tip jar um, in my hometown, and it 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 was labeled "Money for Counterintelligence," and it just oh. always really got me. That's good. That was like yeah. their their school fund. Yeah, for the people at the counter. Exactly. I, I hope they got. I hope they were well funded. I hope so too. <laughs> but yeah, also within. All of the acronyms that Tim mentioned, there is a secret message that you all need to decode. So please pull them together. And <laughs> if you have the domain tools decoder ring that came with your <laughs> your box of infrastructure crunch cereal, <laughs> infrastructure, I'd eat that. That sounds like a delicious part and a nutritious part of your daily breakfast. Is that decoder ring? Is that the one that's uh, double rot thirteen? Super secret. Yes. Yeah. Super good stuff. Secret. Good stuff. As the best ones always are. <laughs> All right. So do we know how these 27 domains um, that you mentioned earlier were being used to, quote unquote, manipulate public opinion in other countries, including the United States? Yeah, that's where the real fake news angle comes in on this. So the four that were targeting the U.S., which were rpfront.com, ahtribune.com, awdnews.com, and criticalstudies.org. Don't go visit any of those, by the way. Well, you can. I guess you'll just see the this site has been seized uh, notice. But they were promoting pro-Iranian messaging to American audiences, trying uh, to influence policy change, ultimately. And you know, a lot of the affidavit is redacted, so it's actually not easy to tell exactly what all the other 23 domains were for. But it's safe to say they were all posing as news outlets and trying to influence various target audiences. I know that a lot of them, some of them were Yemeni related. A lot of them were around generally the Middle East or Horn of Africa area, but um, they may have been global as well. Now, I don't mean to backseat drive here for the lovely marketing team at Seize Candy, but I think partnering with the federal government and having these seizure pages advertise Seize Candy would just be a fantastic opportunity. I just... I don't know why they never thought of that. I know. I mean, you just got to think outside the box. We need to seize the things. moment. Seize the moment. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, I have another um, acronym question for you which is, what is FARA? Ah, the good old Foreign Agents Registration Act. And this has been in the news a bit over the last few years since various members of the outgoing administration had not registered themselves as acting on behalf of foreign governments as the act requires. Uh, basically, it says that when you're acting in the interests of a foreign power, you have to declare that. The registrants of these domains using U.S. registrars, et cetera, didn't do that. No surprise. Dun, dun, dun. You've been fired. Very helpful. Um, <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. 
So, Tim, what happens next then? What? Sure. Well, I mean, I guess in the big picture, the Earth will keep on cooling, uh, though not in the immediate future. (laughs) Dinosaurs won't come back as far as we know. Sorry, Jurassic Park. But the U.S. probably will keep on going after adversary online infrastructure. They've been getting more aggressive recently, and I don't think that'll let up under the uh, new administration. And if anything, I wouldn't be surprised if the pace picks up further. Wow, that was concise, Tim. I think... uh... I think you've got some confident predictions there, and I'm going to have to agree. Chad, would you agree with that? Yes. Chad has to agree. Entropy always wins. <laughs> the Earth will ultimately cool. <laughs> it's true. The, yeah, the Earth will always be cool, I feel. <laughs> I don't want to like hurt its confidence or anything at such, a, at such a time as this. It's so hard to pit you two against each other. Do you know that? Just make like olives one of these days, huh? Mm, mm-hmm. All right. So my final question for you, Tim, Um, do you feel like this is a pretty big win then for the Department of Justice? I do. And it's not specifically actually because of these particular domains, um, because honestly, 27 domains, that's a drop in the bucket. And, you know, add that on to the 92 that they got a little while ago, still a drop in the bucket. Um, But what makes this a win is that more aggressive stance. Uh, You know, Disinformation is really the new Cold War, Um, and it's pretty critical that we take firm action against these disinformation campaigns. So I hope we see more and more of these actions. That makes two of us. And I I expect that we'll see more and more information about disinformation in the coming weeks as um, post-election news comes out. So we'll have to keep a very close eye on that. I know. I mean, I sort of feel like Donald Rumsfeld here talking about real fake news and fake, fake news and real, real news. And uh, but there is this uh, the fake news is going to just that's going to go on like that's with us for for the duration now. So because I was unable to pit you two against each other, I will try one more time with our hoodie rating. So, Chad, after hearing this, I mean, there's the there's the hoodie and there's the goodie scale for the wonderful things that happen. Just imagine warm cookies. Um, how, how good is this from zero to 10 or how bad? Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, the goodie rating, huh? I didn't even know about that. Um, yes. Uh, does, does that then like go the opposite direction? Like a hoodie is up to the hood, but then the goodies are like a, it's like a type of pants. They are pants. Yes. Yeah. Pants with like a, with a flap in the them. back. Um, I, I would say then a six out of 10 goodies. These are like a, a nice pair of like linen, uh, white Italian man on the Amalfi coast, you know, drinking limoncello. Um, I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Capri's awfully darn specific. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I do have a goal at the end of my life. Um, I, I will retire and just talk uh, cybersecurity at a cafe in Sorrento and drink um, limoncello until I die in my white linen pants. Uh, that's the <laughs> that's the plan. Capris, capris, not full pants, you know, obviously, because we're old Italian men. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, know. this is great. This is wonderful. Yeah, uh, super goody. <laughs> Oh my gosh, would a super goodie be like the snow pants of the goodie space then? 
Mm, yeah. Or do they have more or less material? Or are they like a, yeah. a James Bond short, like a very high cut short? You know what it is? A super goodie is uh, the exact outfit of Sean Connery in Zardoz. So you're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Your retort? Uh, I... Yeah, I think this is definitely more on the goodie side than the hoodie side, and um, I will. Uh, I'll give it a. I'll give it a five. The reason I don't give it a higher rating than that is just because um, we just need so much of this kind of action, uh, more, more, more. So, uh, but it's definitely good. Yay! Yay! Goodies! Very exciting. Um... It's hard not to just go into the Shit's Creek reference and just say, yay, David, every time there's something pleasant. So I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to lean in to that inclination, um, which uh, Chad has done his best to spoil or perhaps hint at what we're going to talk about next year, which is let's talk wild turkey about ransomware. So Italian liquor company Campari Group was hit by a Ragnar Locker ransomware attack where two terabytes of unencrypted files were allegedly stolen. So to recover their files, Ragnar Locker is demanding a mere $15 million. So before we talk about the particulars of, the, of this attack, I think it's only safe to give you a moment, Chad, to grieve, because I knew this one really hit home. Are you doing okay? Mm. I Yeah, I'll survive. My, uh, I'll, I'll have a Negroni to think about it. Yeah. Good <laughs> idea. After this cider. Uh, Whilst sipping, might you share sort of a, a ransomware roundup? There's been so much happening recently. I think that might be helpful to to share with our audience. Yeah. Uh ransomware roll call. Uh no the, the so Ryuk, of course, roll, has been roll call. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. were, were you gonna we're go into the it. mystery science theater reference? I've, I I thought we were gonna do like the the, the roll call song. I thought we practiced this, guys. Oh, see, I was Whoops. thinking more of like the robot roll call from Mystery Science Theater, and it'd be like Ryuk, Maze, Avedon, <laughs> um, Ragnar. No, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, roundup. Uh, Ryuk's been huge in the news. You know, they're dominating, I think, a third of all ransomware attacks this year. Uh, they've been hitting every industry, most notably being hospitals, which we heard a lot about. Um, but they're extremely effective and quick. So I think ransomware has been on the front of everyone's mind, especially with the new double extortion stuff coming from uh, Avedon. The Maze Group said they're retiring. Um, so there's just a lot going on. Cities and governments are being hit. Uh, it's everywhere. And it's just, um, it's kind of the forefront of the security industry. It's it's what's hot right now. You know, everyone's worried about whether or not they're going to get ransomed. Oh, boy. Well, can we talk about these uh, different brands under the Campari Group before we get into the particulars of this this recent ransomware attack? Yeah. (laughs) We can do it, but he's he's not actually going to. Uh, yeah, we totally can. Um, but I will now that you ask. Uh, so, um, so the, the brands under the Campari group, um, 
So there, you know, most importantly and dear to my heart is Campari. Like we talked about, it's the bitter Amaro used in the Negroni cocktail, um, which uh, leads to most of my hangovers these days. Uh, and then on top of that, you've got Aperol, which is the key ingredient in the Aperol spritz, which everyone who comes back from Europe drinks for at least a year. Uh, then you've got Sky Vodka, Wild Turkey, as you said, Espelon Tequila, uh, which is very popular here in Seattle. And uh, of, of course, there's their most important brand, which we all know, X-Rated Fusion Liquor. Uh, I don't actually know what that is. It's I'm not loco, sure that I want to sure. know. What's that? It's for loco, just uh, yeah. you know, with a different badge on yeah. it. <laughs> well, you know, I uh, yeah, I wish that for loco would come back with its original recipe. Uh, that was a lot of problems for everyone. Um, but uh, anyways, just throw that at twenty twenty and let's see what happens. <laughs> You know, by the way, uh, Aperol, <laughs> that's another one. That just, that sounds like a fuel additive for aircraft engines or something to me. I don't think I've ever actually tasted it, but hopefully that's not what it tastes like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Aperol is, uh, you mix it with champagne uh, to make spritzes. And uh, the Aperol spritz is a uh, very popular drink all over Europe. Uh, right I'll have now. to give it a shot. Yeah, it's. Ha! Ha! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Was that a pun, Tim? <laughs> yes, but a, a pretty poor one because actually you probably don't drink shots of a champagne spritz. Unless Shot it's drinking really, is really an super attitude. intense. It's a way of life, Tim. <laughs> Good point. My son drinks shots of milk because I think it just makes him feel cool. So yeah. <laughs> You just like slide him the the jar of milk. Like, I don't across have anything the to do with it. He does it himself. If I slid <laughs> it down to him, I'm sure that would really make his day. He's 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 15, by the way. You know, it's not like he's a seven year old getting turned on by this stuff. But uh, you know, soon enough he'll be able to try this with the real thing. <laughs> he's just taking a a big lug of calcium. Yeah, he's pretending Delicious. it's White Russians the whole time. I'm sure. <laughs> Oh gosh. So Chad, getting back to this discussion here, what what happened and is there any helpful information that can be discerned or pulled from the ransom note? Yeah. Uh, so this is an infection from Ragnar Locker, according to the note. Uh, it's a group that had a big attack back in April, uh, just before Ryuk was about to go dark for a bit. Uh, so Ragnar Locker is one of those double extortion groups. They run a public leak site. They shame everybody. And they also have their chats publicly available on there. So you can see uh, going onto their leak site on tour that uh, no one from Campari has actually contacted them yet. So, and as we talked about before, attackers are demanding $15 million uh, worth of X-rated fusion liquor. Um, so it's <laughs> so pretty much a lifetime supply. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> yeah, defense out there, Steve. Indeed. Well, is there any proof that uh, Ragnar Locker was successful? Was that or... a proof joke, Kelsey? It's <laughs> unintentional, but I'll take it. <laughs> How do uh, we know they're responsible for this, Chad? I yeah. need answers. So they posted on their public leak site uh, the company, uh, like Wild Turkey's contract with Matthew McConaughey for a Wild Turkey spot. Uh, you could tell. That it was true because it did contain uh, McConaughey's signature, which is just all right, all right, all right uh, at the bottom. Um, and this has, needless to say, left us all dazed and confused. I see what you did there. <laughs> 
Now, what would have been great is if the mazed ransomware group did this attack, then it would be mazed and confused. Yeah, mazed and confused, which I think we have actually used that pun I think before. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a they're all coming back around. These things happen too frequently. <laughs> yeah. So has Campari responded publicly to this attack then? Yeah, they released a statement that they would not be paying the ransom. Um, and instead, five days later, they're still uh, working on bringing their systems back online. So I would personally like to applaud them uh, for this as a company. Uh, that You know, you should always take steps to not encourage further ransomware attacks. Like, don't pay the ransom. Um, it just hurts everybody else in the end. Uh, and, you know, this is something that we saw, like, mayors do with the Not Pet Yet attacks, though, but on, like, a much larger scale, where they go and they just rebuild their whole network, and it's a chance to improve their security all around, probably improve their, uh, you know, network segmentation, all the things that we recommend whenever uh, it comes down to stopping these the spread of these ransomware attacks because, like we always say, you're going to get popped at some point or another. Um, it's about slowing that spread. So, advice for corn and those trying to protect their organizations. So mm-hmm. raise an Aperol spritzer to them for not yeah. paying the ransom. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Well, so what are the consequences then outside of the attack and that site? being down and their systems being down. Yeah. So, uh, you know, on the, on the subject of the Aperol spritz, their first major consequence is that I went out and refilled both my Campari and Aperol bottles on my bar, uh, kick them a little bit of cash for doing the right thing. Vote with your dollar, as they say. Um, <laughs> that's but, definitely what they mean. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure, yeah, <laughs> not that I don't always keep those in the bar. We have a pretty full bar here. Um, but, uh, yeah, so on top of that, I suspect that the Ragnar Locker group will probably drop their files out in the open uh, when they don't pay. That's kind of the thing that happens with these double extortion sites. Um, if, if they follow through, you know, the groups have to follow through. Otherwise, everyone will know that they're uh, calling their bluff. But uh, I really hope here that the EU um, has some provisions for circumventing these GDPR fines for companies that go ahead and refuse to pay. Uh Otherwise, there's like kind of a situation where the EU is forcing funding of ransomware groups if they don't circumvent those fines, right? Because you'll have to pay or you'll have to like double pay. Uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, that's probably what's going on in the heads of Campari executives right now. And I guess my final question for you before we get into those hoodie ratings is, do you expect to see the number of attacks like this one increasing? Absolutely. You know, I think we're seeing uh, Ryuk, of course, ramp up has been everywhere. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these other groups as their countries go back into lockdown, uh, just as we saw when lockdown first started, cybercrime was just on the rise. No one had anything to do. Um, So you might as well steal some money from people. So uh, I think that we'll we'll see uh, an increase in these attacks all around. I also suspect that, you know, going into the holidays, the shopping season and all that, you know, retail is um, is definitely going to be in the crosshairs. Hopefully mm-hmm. they don't get hit. But, you know, it's it seems like it's inevitable. Well, and you got to get your kid the uh, G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, you know, um, <laughs> the, uh, to, that's right. And people yeah. will stop at nothing to get that. And so, I mean, you've seen those brawls on Black Friday, right? So, you know. Yeah. So in the face of that kind of demand, you know, those cyber criminals are looking for their piece. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Well, Chad, before we make you relive the trauma of one of your favorite liquor organizations being popped, Tim, what would you rate this at hoodie wise? So, you know, being a classic kind of double extortion 
ransomware of the kind that we're seeing lately, I think we've been fairly consistently giving these pretty high ratings and I would, uh, I would stay along that trend. So I don't know, I'm going to say like eight, um, in this particular instance, I think, uh, I, hundred percent agree with Chad. It's great that, uh, that they are not, uh, paying the ransom. And that may mean that in some ways they're going to feel more pain from this, but, um, the overall hoodie rating that I'm giving is just based on this type of ransomware. And, uh, this is this is fairly high. I'm going to say eight, and I'm almost tempted to make it higher than that. But that's kind of where I'm sitting. All right, Chad, what do you think? I think that's a good point from Tim. Uh, that you know, I've, I've been actually feeling that because I see these so frequently right now, uh, that I was like, oh yeah, five out of ten. You know, just because I, we're so we're so used to it, I guess. Um, kind of that security fatigue. But uh, this does remain serious, and they are targeting a lot of companies. Um, you know, Ragnar Locker only works on Windows from the samples that I've uh, fussed with. Um, you know, so they aren't expanding out to go after like people's cloud services and stuff yet, which would be a whole other um, ball game, which some of the other ransomware groups are doing. But um, you know, it's still a sophisticated and, or well, relatively sophisticated uh, ransomware that uh, is causing a big problem. And you know, this is the second big beverage company in the last couple of years that um, we've seen. Arizona Iced Tea was the other one. I think we actually covered it on this podcast as well. Um, also scary. Drink a lot of Arizona Iced Teas. Love those Arnold Palmer's guys. Um, keep it safe out there. Someone is coming for you and all of your favorite beverages. Yeah. You know, the, it, once they start going after uh, the folks who make bagel bites, I know that it's <laughs> coming like right for me. That's war. Very yeah. targeted. That's like, out war there. I'd also like to note that, uh, yeah, that is my life is that I drink fine Negronis and Boulevardiers with Campari and Aperol Spritz and uh, it pairs well with bagel bites. Just, you know. <laughs> Really a man of high class. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next, the cooking segment on Breaking Badness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, what was your actual rating there, Chad? I don't know if I grabbed that from you. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, let's do um, 8.33 out of 10. Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is everyone ready for our fun segment? Two truths and a lie? Ta-da. Ta-da. Let's do it. All right. I believe, Chad, you're up this week, and I just want to remind yeah. our audience, we are starting from scratch because I won the other round, and that needs to be said at least once more. Mm-hmm, um, so mm-hmm. I make a fool of myself now in this first round and surely just destroy my chance at winning a second time. Um, and this is similar, akin, if you will, to the game Two Truths and a Lie. But rather than sharing facts about Chad and lies about Chad, they will instead be articles. And two will be true and one lie. So that is that is where we're at. So Chad, go ahead. Try to deceive us. Read mm-hmm. those off. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. All right. New Ransom X Trojan attacking Linux systems. Stolen election malware sample seen targeting Georgia voters with pro-Trump lures. Ryuk Ransomware Group achieves new record in two-hour encryption speedrun. What do you say, folks? Hmm. What do you say, folks? Those all sound plausible. Hmm. What was the first one again? The new Ransom X Trojan attacking Linux systems. Hmm. 
All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say that the second one is a lie. That's my that's my final answer. What was the second one? God, I'm just not remembering anything today. The stolen election malware sample, stolen election is the name, malware sample, seen targeting Georgia voters with pro-Trump lures. Uh-huh. So stolen election is the name of this malware sample? Yeah, all one word. Mm. Boy, I'm uh, I'm kind of on the fence here because I uh I remember I thought I I think I remember seeing the thing about the speed run uh for encryption time, but I sort of thought it might have been a different figure than 2 hours and uh but I don't know. I and I don't remember hearing about an actual name of malware called stolen election. So I'm going to I'm going to pick number 2, but uh these all sound pretty believable. <sighs> All right, should we get a drum roll? Wow. Um, <laughs> that's so good. Uh, <laughs> I love it when you're in your music room. Uh, the stolen election malware sample is false. That is that's not the name of any real sample that at least I have seen. Um, but, you know, I'm pretty disconnected. Uh, so it might be out there. <laughs> Oh boy! So Tim, we are in a a heated battle here mm-hmm. of one. The battle mm-hmm. is joined. The battle. <laughs> oh boy! Well, Chad, do you have any or or Tim, either one of you, parting words of wisdom for the week? Wow, I uh, I never feel like I have a lot of wisdom, but I can tell you there is. Uh, uh, there, these are some words that came to me about third hand, uh, and I think these are especially useful for the uh, this year of 2020, which is to remember that the center of the earth is a giant ball of fire and everything else is bull. Already, well, Chad, do you have any uh, words to impart on our listenership? Yeah, uh, pro tip, um, if you're out, you know, wearing your mask, um, walking around, it can also be used as a feed bag. You can fill it with nuts, raisins, whatever you want. Um, it's just something that I've discovered recently. And then you always have an easy snack at hand. Um, and it also scents your face mask as well um, with whatever you've chosen. Don't choose larger items. You know, I tried a full burrito. Like a it steak. didn't um, work. Yeah, steaks don't work. But a uh, small trail mix, fantastic. That's Is that a great your... idea. You know, I never thought of that. That's mm-hmm. that's a real possible advantage to those uh, those plague doctor bird beak masks because you could fit a grande burrito in there. And yeah, you could have room for some tater tots and other stuff. Uh, <laughs> you can. Yeah. So I mean, if you feel like wearing one of those around, you could have a real advantage there. You could probably should... multi chamber it and have like a like a nice cocktail at the bottom and f- do your burrito perhaps. first and then finish it off. Well, I guess it should be a margarita. Yeah, burrito in there. <laughs> I think you need to tweet Elon Musk ASAP. I think you've got yourself a killer idea. Um, huh. I guess this is Chad's last episode with uh, takeaways like that. I don't know how long we can keep them. Yeah, uh, the future the it's coming. Um, I'm sure that Elon Musk will want to spin off a new company where we just make feed masks. I think uh, they can just call it Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's gonna have a very particular smell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, with that wisdom, 
from uh, Tim and Chad. I, I think we should let you go for the week. But of course, we'll be back next week for episode 67 of Breaking Badness. Bye. Bye-bye now. That's about all we have for this week. You can find us on Twitter at Domain Tools. All of the articles and IOCs mentioned today will be included in our blog post, which can be found at DomainTools.com slash resources slash podcasts. Catch us every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we publish our podcast and blog. That's all we have for this week. We'll see you next week on another episode of Breaking Badness. Until then, remember, don't drink and click. <laughs>